Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Jeroen Korthout, who is the co-founder of Salesflare, and he is the podcast host of Founder Coffee. Jeroen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in these interesting times in 2020, I always feel like it's important to ask, how are you doing? How are you holding up in this, um, what we call nowadays the new normal? Uh, I'd say relatively good. Uh, I don't have to complain. Um, like my family is all relatively okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I, a few people got sick, but nobody really had anything bad. Um, and um, companies doing really well in general. It, it weighs a bit, of course, not being able to uh, see friends and family the same way as before, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I'd like to say, I often like to say that if there's any time in a history to be in a pandemic, it's this one, because at least we have technology and we can, you know, be safe in our homes exactly. and, and everything. So I like to look at the silver lining, although it doesn't, I don't like to minimize what is going on. I like to focus on the good side and, you know, count my blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. It, uh, I, I totally agree. I'm so happy that we can we can still see people online. And uh, if, if that wouldn't be possible, it would just be uh, my wife and I here uh, full days, just the two of us. I mean, mm-hmm. not that it's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you just like feel like getting out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. How has your relationship been with your wife uh, adjusting to this? Like since it's, I mean, I think about my husband as well and how we pretty much are the only people we hang out with each other. So how has that experience yeah. been like for you and your wife? I, good. I, I must say, I think especially in the beginning, um, the, the extra time we had with each other was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, we're uh, together now for, I think, about 10 years. We wow. should probably count better. Uh, <laughs> so it's it, we had a, the... The, um, the luxury of already knowing each other very well before um, uh, closing ourselves in in the same uh, uh, house, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really have any big issues or fights, the usual ones, I would say. So yeah, you good. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And that, that's always great to hear because I think, you know, in, in, a, in a lot of the conversations I've had this year so far, a lot of it revolves around kind of going beneath that layer of professionalism and talking about the home life and what that's been like, because for a lot of people, everything has merged. You know, the kids are mm-hmm. home, you know, the spouse is home, like everyone's home. And so, you know, we can't just separate that anymore. And so that's why yeah. I felt like it was important to ask, but it sounds like uh, for you, Jeroen, you and your wife sound like you're doing just fine. Yeah. If, if you sometimes hear uh, some snoring on the background, that's not me. It's not my wife. It's our dog. Uh, she's <laughs> sleeping and she has this kind of snoring sound that sometimes is quite loud. She's, she's like five meters away from me, but you might hear it. 
I love it. I love it. I, I think that's very normal too. I've had to learn to, um, my ball, I said my ball, my, I have a dog as well. And he's actually mm-hmm. afraid of the, the big exercise balls that you can sit on. And so yeah. when I try to, when I have to keep him out of the room, I just put that ball right in front of my office door and he never comes in. But before that he would just paw on the door and I'm doing these interviews. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I hope the guest doesn't hear this. <laughs> yeah, that's handy. Yeah. I sometimes I I have a few things here and when she's snoring too loudly and she's close, I can I can like throw it to her and then she wakes up and she's like, oh what, what did I do? <laughs> uh but now she's really, really far, so I cannot stop her from snoring. Love it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And that's the reality of our life today. Uh I am curious, Yarun, have you worked from home for the majority of your business or you know what has kind of your work setup been like? Uh, so with Salesflare, we've always been uh, remote with our customers, at least uh, for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we sell our software internationally, we're based in Antwerp in Belgium, mm-hmm. uh, but we sell uh, to companies all over the world. I would say probably about 40% of those are in North America, another 40% uh, scattered across Europe, and then 20% in other places. A lot of those are in Australia. Mm. Um so that's always been remote, but as a team, we've always um, uh, worked from the same room, uh, mm-hmm. basically. We always believed that that was a good way of keeping the communication lines very short, being able to uh, move very fast together. Um, and that sort of has changed, of course. We had to move uh, everything online. Everybody's in their own home yeah. uh, already for, for, for more than six months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there we had to make some changes um, in how we organize our, our, our internal communication uh, on how we make sure that everybody stays motivated, you know, a bunch of things we had to change along the way uh, to make sure that everything keeps running uh, like before or, or even better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you feel like has been the most advantageous thing um, since let's say you and your team had to start working remotely? Um, I would say focus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier when you, uh, define yourself, uh, when you want to talk to people, when you don't want to talk to people, uh, you can very easily enter under focus mode, like in the office, I would, I would put on my headphones and tell everyone, don't disturb me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that wouldn't even work. Then people would be like, like start waving <laughs> at me and I'd be like, no, I'm focusing. <laughs> Right. Uh, and when you when you're alone at home, then then that that becomes so much easier. And especially we are a software company, mm-hmm. um, so for our developers that is a major win. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, on the other hand, the flip side is uh, that there's not many people around, uh, so sometimes it's a bit harder to keep sort of that energy and that motivation going. Um, so we tried a lot of things already to uh, to, to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that, that then, of course, is the disadvantage of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it's, always a, it's always a double-edged sword, I think, when things mm-hmm. change. Because it seems like things are getting better, but then at, at the expense of losing something that probably was more beneficial. And you were talking about how 
there's more synergy and there's more um, maybe accountability when you are around your team. Um, however, the focus is a little bit harder, but if you flip that and work from home and you have more focus, but you don't have the camaraderie. And so it's hard to maybe be as motivated. And so, you know, I think when it comes to business, there's really no right or wrong way to do it. It's just a matter of um, adjusting to what's going on and um, mm-hmm. just focusing on on the good side of it, I think, and, and trying to yeah. be innovative uh, to compensate for the things that you no longer have, which in this case is that camaraderie that you usually have when you're in person. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Fully agree. So tell me a little bit about your background. Um, you know, what were you up to before you started Salesflare and what led you to starting Salesflare? Yeah. So uh, previous to Salesflare, I, um, I worked in a marketing consultancy mm-hmm. uh, that actually used Salesforce uh, internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salesforce was my very first CRM. Uh, I took it very seriously. Like people would, told me all the time that it would help me organize my sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that I really tried to use it for Salesforce. But then I noticed that I, I, I didn't really manage to do that. It, I, I didn't manage to make it work for sales follow-up. And mm. I saw that actually for, for my sales colleagues, it was the same thing. Um, our CEO really loved it and I'm sure he still loves it for doing reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as the salespeople, we didn't really get much further than entering our sales opportunities in there. So they would end up in the reporting and sometimes like add a contact to add them to the newsletter or something, but it didn't really help us sell, mm. which I thought at that point, like that's what a CRM is for, right? Like, like you organize your sales and, and somehow it will make you better at, at selling. Uh, and that it's not just a, a sort of management reporting system. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do anything with that inside like for a few years uh, until my co-founder and I were working on an, on another software company. We had like a bist- big list of leads. We went to a, a, a conference in Vegas, which was a big IBM conference. We, mm-hmm. we, we sold software that was compatible with, with IBM software. And um, we had all these leads to follow up. And I knew that... Salesforce wasn't going to help with organizing that. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a good look around. We looked at different CRMs. We looked at building our own system. And what we always found is that uh, all these systems look great, mm-hmm. but they always failed at some point, And that was actually with us. So mm-hmm. because we didn't really manage to fill them out like we were expected to fill them out, um, we, we didn't have the necessary discipline constantly to be these perfect data input robots, uh, right. let's say. Right. Um, and this, that, that it sort of felt like, like we were expected to, to, to be these kind of robots, but we weren't. And we quickly figured that we weren't the only ones because uh, which salesperson uh, likes, likes entering data into a CRM? No one. And <laughs> yeah. And then we saw that actually the data that we were inputting, it was even really dumb because we were... We were uh, working on one system mm-hmm. and then basically documenting that or duplicating that data in another system. So imagine you're like you're, you're, you're sending an email and then in, in, in your CRM, you say, oh, I sent an email and then you uh, book a meeting and then you say, I booked a meeting and then you <laughs> right. call and then you say, I called. It's, it felt very stupid. And we thought, what if we build a system that sort of sits on top of the data that already exists? So mm-hmm. it, it, it connects with your email inbox. Uh, it sees who you're in contact with. It creates these people automatically. It pulls in email signatures to, 
to know oh, what's their phone number, what's their address and all that. Pulls in some more information from social media. Then it connects to your calendars. It says, okay, when did we meet? Mm-hmm. What was it about? All this kind of thing. So emails and meetings are also already in there. Connects with the phone to put in calls. Um, connects with company databases to get some more information about the company so you don't have to Google that. Mm-hmm. And that was in, uh, in uh, April, May 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, we started building that. It took a while longer than we thought uh, to build this kind of system. Um, but now, um, already more than more than six years working on this, uh, we have over um, two thousand companies using our software, mm-hmm. and it grew into um, uh, a B two B sales CRM for mm-hmm. small and medium sized businesses. Uh, mostly agencies on the one hand, like marketing agencies and software development companies and a lot of uh, fast-growing tech startups, I would say, on on the other hand. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's now a a CRM that is, one, easy to use. Secondly, uh, it it automates a lot of the data for you. And third, uh, the point that I started with in the beginning, it really helps you follow up. So it actively helps you to remind you like, hey, follow up this person. Don't forget to answer that email. Don't forget to add meeting notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the rest just happens for you. So it keeps track of all the, the stuff for you. Um, so our, our, our biggest mission actually when we started Salesforce was to help salespeople focus on their customers with a very easy and automated system so they can like perfectly follow up with everyone and without disappointing any customers or spending any time on robotic tasks. And that's still... Our, our, our biggest mission today. Yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, in the last decade of me being self-employed and even working with my husband um, and his own way of trying to keep track, we very much have those same problems of like, okay, I sent an email. I got to write down. I sent an email. I sent a text. I got to write down. I sent a text. I got to input their social media. I got to input all their information. And so I think what you're doing is very innovative. And I'm thinking that, you know, maybe for a lot of salespeople, and I think about myself that, Um, sometimes I don't want to sell because I don't want to do all the data entry, (laughs) you know, I don't want to do all the recording. And so it sounds like, you know, what you've done is really cut out that excuse of data entry essentially and automating it so that the salesperson can focus on what they do best. Yeah, exactly. And and make sure that CRM actually fulfills its promise. Um, a lot of salespeople also, they, they, they sort of like, uh, their, their boss says, you need to input the data into the CRM. And then they say like, what would you rather have me do sell or fill mm-hmm. out the CRM? Mm-hmm. And we don't think it should be like the one or the other. Actually, the CRM should help you sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow, somehow things evolved in such a way that, that CRMs don't really help sell. And we try to fix that with the minimal amount of, of data input. Yeah, I think that a lot of CRMs, now that I think about it, is about it's really about documentation and it's um, maybe with the assumption that you like data entry or you're going to maybe have an assistant manually do it for you. But if you Mm. are really the sole person that, has to do the sales and has to document it. Um, you know, it's like you're asking you're asking someone to do two jobs at once, and um, it's almost it's it's almost counterproductive to expect them to do that. And so again, um, with Salesflare, I think it's really awesome that you have really um, automated that follow up part, and you know, really just making it easy for people to just be like, just just to have a software such as yours to just do the work for you in terms of data entry. 
Yeah, if, if you have to hire someone to do the data entry into a, a software system, then I think you know already that there's something off. <laughs> no. Right, right. Yeah, that's a clear like, sign. Uh, that the, the sales guy is doing the sales and then and then send some stuff over and then that person inputs it. Uh, it's also a huge a huge waste of money, I think, to have to hire someone for that. Yeah, absolutely. It, again, it's it, it just seems counter counterintuitive, counter, counterproductive mm-hmm. to um, be able to do that to have someone else. I remember one of the last offices I worked at, um, the assistant was dedicated to just filling out that. Uh, CRM system essentially. So it is interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, tell me what are you most proud of, um, you know, having run Salesflare for uh, six years now? Like what is, what, what is it that you're most proud of with your company so far? Um, I think it's mo- on, on, on three levels um, that I'm proud I mean, there's uh, like on three levels that we mostly build. So one one is our team. Mm. Um, I'm really happy with uh, the way our team works, uh, the culture that we have, uh, the way we work together. Uh, some people that have left the team, what they're doing now, like how it's worked into their personal development. That's really awesome to see because it's the sort of people with which you work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of um, the customers we have, um, how happy they are not all of them are, are like extremely happy of course and mm-hmm. like the, the 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 super fans and then the 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 ones that are are a bit more doubtful and mm-hmm. but but in general i'm i'm uh if you if you look for instance on g2.com we're ranked fourth easiest to use crm now and first and in, in easiest to implement awesome. and uh in general in the ranking i think 11th and that's that's across 600 plus CRMs. I, I, I lost count a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then product wise, that's actually something I really enjoy also. Um, that's sort of why you start a software company is because, because you like building software mm-hmm. uh, and making a system um, that doesn't just like work um, towards the user, but also really works in, 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 in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, um, very satisfying to see how something evolves from an idea to something scrappy to something slightly better uh, to then really something that 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 can compete with uh, with with big software products. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jorun, thank you so much for taking time to talk about um, your company today and where you're at with you and your team. For let's say for the entrepreneur or small business owner that is aspiring to be a software company um, or is you know is growing, what what piece of advice do you want to share with that entrepreneur? Um, I, I had another thing in mind before you start asking the question. Yeah, please. Um, it's it's something that. Um, it started coming to me in the last few days and it's uh, especially relevant during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow with all this remote selling and all that and with just being behind a computer, you can be so much more productive and focused and uh, I can really do a lot of things in a day. Uh, but what I've been noticing uh, recently is that I, I started losing a bit of motivation uh, mm-hmm. because it all st- sort of started to become a routine and quick and, 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 and yeah, um, and I, uh, figured that it's, it, it makes some sense to slow down sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you're doing a meeting with people to uh, make some extra time for small talk, to connect better, to, 
um, take things uh, to to an, to an even higher level to really apply more care uh, because otherwise, especially if we all spend the time in our homes, it very quickly becomes this drag um, and and time just flies by without us knowing what we what we've done and um, so I, I came to the conclusion in the past few days that I, I really need to focus uh, more on that and sometimes just slowing down yeah um, uh, appreciate things more and um, I think that 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 shows in a lot of ways uh, when you when you really focus on that. Yeah, I like that, Jeroen, because I was even for me, I set up um, a separate calendar just for people to have a casual call with me. You know, it's like, hey, no agenda. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just catch up. Let's just see where you're at. Let's just, you know, do like a mental health check in. (laughs) And so I think that's important. And I think if there's anything that the pandemic has taught us is to slow down and and focus on our humanity again. You know, we're not just we're not just workers. We're not just workaholics. You know, like we have lives, we have feelings, we have dreams and and we can, you know, go back to that again. And so I really I really like that uh, you shared that. Um, before we go, any final advice or anything else you want to share to our small business owners and entrepreneurs listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur? Um, I have a lot of pieces of advice I could share, uh, but I don't know what would be particularly uh, useful. But maybe to connect to what we just said, um, especially uh, during the, the the current situation. Um, mm-hmm. when you talked about, uh, bringing back that humanity a bit, um, I think it's a, it's a great time to explore, uh, being more human, being more personable. It's especially necessary as well as we're all spending our, our days in zoom calls, um, yeah. to explore what it means to become a bit more human versus this, this very, uh, formal way of communicating that we're used to. Um, and this right. applies to many things, especially in sales, um, where in, in remote selling situation, you're, it's, you're not in the same room with, with customers anymore. And, uh, there's always like a few screens away. And if you don't do right. that extra effort to be extra human, it, uh, you, you, you cannot build connections. That's why, um, it's been more acceptable when you hear a dog snoring in the background or you hear, you know, the baby accidentally walking in the room and, you know, they figured out how to open the doorknob. (laughs) You know, I think, I think like it's okay now to do that because um, yeah, I, 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 I haven't broke it down yet. I think in the future, we'll have sociologists really analyze this time. But until then there is something um, that, you know, you do um, feel like a human again, I think with, with all of these things that have been perceived as imperfections, um, in the workplace, like, you know, not Mm -hmm. bringing your kid or dog to work or, you know, making sure that you're in a very focused uh, environment. And so, um, yeah, Yarun, I appreciate you sharing all of that. Um, and with that said, I want to thank you again so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you join us here on the thoughtful entrepreneur. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you. Yes. And to our listeners, once again, that is Jorun Courthout. He is the co-founder of Salesflare and he's the podcast host of Founder Coffee. Um, You can learn more about his company, Salesflare, at salesflare.com. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, 
please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.